0: Not anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me. In the presence of my enemies, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. All of Psalm 23. Then looking in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Verses 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the wonderful and the blessed gift of your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to come to you and to be in your presence every day as we simply open your word and spend time listening to you, spend time sitting at your feet, listening to your wisdom, your counsel, receiving of your grace, your power, your encouragement, your strength, your nourishment, your joy, your empowerment. Thank you, Father, for how that your word blesses us in so many ways. Father, more and more help us to grow an understanding of what a tremendous gift your word is to us and help us to be wise enough to more and more learn to live a lifestyle of sitting at your feet, listening to you, learning from you, drawing closer to you, being strengthened and ministered to by you and being a vessel through which your spirit can work to be a greater and greater blessing to the world. Thank you for the opportunity to live a lifestyle of sitting at your feet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We do appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. And, you know, on a pretty regular basis, we ask and invite you to pray for the ministry of the American Family Association. And we ask that you please take that request seriously. We need your prayers. We're a ministry seeking to be a vessel in the hands of the Lord on the front lines of the, the, the culture war and the reality is as we're doing the work God has called us to, again, the battle gets hot very often. But, again, your prayers always, always make a difference. So please pray for the ministry of the American Family Association, American Family Radio, the American Family Radio Network. And specifically pray for this broadcast that people would continue to come to be saved, to be edified, strengthened, and encouraged to be set on fire, to be warriors on the battlefield for the kingdom of God. We do appreciate your prayers. Father, thank you for all of our listeners. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each and every one of them. Thank you for your mercy working their lives. Lord, anoint the minds, ears, heart, and understanding of every single listener with a mighty, 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 mighty anointing so that every one of them will be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit as you speak to them. Through this broadcast and more and more do the same, Lord, through every broadcast on the network for your glory and the building of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, to begin with, we read Psalm 23 and then a passage from Luke, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to, excuse me, verses 38 through 42. I'm going to read Luke 10, verses 38 to 42 once again. And we invite you to follow along. Again, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came near to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Again, verses 38 to 42. Today, we're looking at the topic... A Lifestyle of Sitting at the Feet of Jesus. Again, our focus topic, A Lifestyle of Sitting at the Feet of Jesus. Now, a very important part of what we want to want you to look at and consider today is that every believer is called to have what you might call a merry kind of heart in a Martha kind of world. Now, this is a short passage, only uh, five short verses, five or six short verses there, but it powerfully illustrates a huge reality that every one of us needs to be wise enough to navigate correctly. The fact is, every believer is called to live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. And let me explain what that means. Again, note, uh, again, the story very powerfully makes several points that are important truths for us as believers to grasp. Note again, it starts out, verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now, here we have two sisters, Martha and Mary, who live in home, and they welcomed Jesus and his disciples to come in. And if you can picture the what's going on here, again, probably Martha's preparing a, a big dinner and maybe cleaning up and doing this and that. She's got a house, you might say, a house full of guests. And keep in mind... Uh, She was probably thinking to herself, it's not every day that the Messiah comes to your house with his disciples to visit. And so she probably wants to make a great impression and and just really, really be a blessing to them. But very specifically, it points out that her sister Mary, reading again specifically verse 39, it says, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Now, I want you to listen to that verse again. It says, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. I'm going to read it again. Listen. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Now, note Martha's reaction. Again, picture, if try to picture this. Martha cleaning, cooking, doing all this, and then all of a sudden at some point, she, her you can picture her thinking to herself, now, wait a minute. Where is my sister Mary. And she may glanced around the kitchen, didn't see her there, looked here, there. Then looked into maybe the living room area of her home and sees her sister not standing at the door getting ready to come help her. Her sister sitting down, sitting at the feet of her guest, Jesus, and listening to what he taught. And picture, if you can picture Martha for a moment, maybe with steam coming out of her ears. Martha's upset. She's not happy at all. Her thoughts probably are, what in the world is my sister doing sitting down at a time like this? I've got the Messiah in my home and all his disciples, and she's in there sitting down. So again, uh, maybe after a moment, uh, a quick moment of steam uh, continuing to rise from her ears, notice she comes, and she doesn't speak to Mary. Maybe she's thinking to herself, I will blow up if I talk to Mary, so I better not talk to her, but I'm not happy. And uh, it seems that she even sort of scolds Jesus, too. And she wants to know, Lord, doesn't it seem wrong that my sister's not helping me here? Tell her to come and help me. And she doesn't ask Jesus. She tells Jesus, tell her to come and help me. (laughs) Um, Interesting that she's going to tell her guest. Her, to tell his sister, to tell her sister what to do. So it appears Martha's not too happy. But notice, again, both Jesus and, and the passage itself clearly helps us understand what's going on. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, and it's very important to note this too as well. Verse 40, listen to the words of verse 40 very specifically. It says, but Martha was distracted. By the big dinner she was preparing. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing. Now, the world initially in reading this passage or in reading or listening to the story may think to themselves, uh, Oh, Mary is the one who's distracted. Martha's cleaning, cooking, preparing for a guest like, like she should be. But Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening and learning from him. But the scripture clearly says that Martha was the one who was distracted. To be distracted means to be pulled away from the more important thing. And it's very important to understand what dis- the word distracted means. Again, it means to be pulled away from the more important thing. What is Mary doing? She's, while Jesus is in her home, She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Her priority is not cleaning and cooking and preparing for guests. Her priority is while she has the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him. Martha's priority, again, is preparing for her guests. And Martha is assuming that she's doing exactly what she should be doing. But note Jesus, how Jesus graciously and lovingly helps her better understand. Note what it says in verse 41. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, it's helpful to understand very clearly what the Lord is saying and what the passage is helping us to understand. It's not Mary that is distracted. It's Martha that is distracted. What is Martha distracted with? She's distracted with preparing, again, dinner or being hosp- you know, the hospitable person that she feels that she should be for her, her her guests. Now, note this. This is not a passage to draw, a theology of not cleaning up or not cooking for guests. Not at all. But it's helping us understand important truths about priorities. Every believer, and one of the truths of this passage is, is seeking to teach every one of us. Every believer is called to live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him, learning from him, drawing closer to him, and being prepared by him to be the vessel God has called us to be. Lord, thank you for your word, and thank you for how that your word teaches us and teaches us what's right, what's wrong, what's wise, what's unwise, what our priorities should be, and what our priorities should not be. Lord, Father, anoint every one of us with a fresh anointing that would cause us more and more to have a merry kind of heart in a Martha kind of world. Help us to recognize, Lord, that we live in a world where everyone is busy. Everyone is running. Most everyone seems to have so much on their plate to do every single day. Yet you call us all to stay in close fellowship relationship with you by sitting at your feet. Living a lifestyle of sitting at your feet, spending time with you in your word and in prayer, listening to you, learning from you, receiving our marching orders for the call of God upon our lives and living that out. Help us, Lord, to be a people that are committed to living that kind of lifestyle every day, sitting at your feet, spending much time with you, sitting at your feet, listening, learning, being equipped for the battlefield of life and equipped to do the work you've called each of us individually and collectively to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, A Lifestyle of Sitting at the Feet of Jesus. We'll be right back.
1: Oh, my God. All together, this is what we like to what call you. Jesus. Jesus Jesus. Jesus, That's what we call That's you.
0: Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We appreciate you being a part of our listening family here on the Hour of Intercession. We're looking today at the topic, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus and looking uh, especially at the passage, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, i to take a moment to share the passage one more time. And note, too, that it's a passage that it would be very fruitful for you to take time to read it and meditate on it. Read it over once then read it again a second time. Then read it a third time and maybe and a fourth time. But each time listening and, you know, uh, again, a good uh, prayer to pray, actually a good prayer for you to pray every time before you read and study your Bible is found in Psalm 119, the The prayer that says, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things out of your law. Well, again, a great prayer to pray every time before you open God's Word and spend time reading it. So, Father, again, we thank you for every believer listening. Thank you for each and every one of us. More and more, open our eyes that we may see wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the perfect work you'll do and you are doing and you have done in the heart of every listener. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, listening one more time, listen to what the words of this passage tell us. Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the, excuse me, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come to me, excuse me, tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, You are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, again, a powerful passage. And again, as I said, please take time to read and meditate on it, reading and mulling over it over and over and over again, because as you do, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He will teach you some important insights and truths that any and all of us are wise to take into consideration and begin to incorporate into our life and our lifestyle. Remember, every believer is called to live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. And um, in our our break, uh, producer Isaac asked an excellent question, you know, and of course it's a very important point to to, to understand too. Some might think to themselves, well, I don't have Jesus in my living room, so how can I do like Martha did? And many might say, if Jesus came into my living room, certainly I would sit down at his feet and spend all the time I could listening to him. Well, let me explain to you how that in many ways, you have it a whole lot better than Mary did. You and I have a wonderful book that God, by his grace, gives us called the Bible, the written word of God. And when you open the Word of God and spend time reading and meditating on the Word of God, that's how you sit at Jesus' feet. You're spending time in His presence, listening to Him, learning from Him, allowing Him to teach you, to minister to you, to encourage you. So the fact is, you can sit at the feet of Jesus as much as you want. And remember, it's very, very wise time spent because How much more important it is that we spend time in the presence of Jesus than we spend time with anyone else? Now, you might say, are you saying that is opening your Bible and reading really spending time in the presence of Jesus? That's exactly what I'm saying. And he'll talk to you as much as you listen. If you spend five minutes reading your Bible, that means you've had the chance to spend five minutes in the direct presence of Jesus. If you spend 10 minutes, then that's 10 minutes in the presence of Jesus. If you spend 15 minutes, 30 minutes, you're spending time in the presence of Jesus. If you spend an hour reading your Bible, you're spending an hour in the presence of Jesus. And remember this, wise people will spend a lot of time with Jesus. So when you open the Word of God and read, yes, you're spending time in the presence of Jesus and He's speaking to you. He's speaking and ministering to your spirit, your mind, your body, your heart, your life. And remember, there's great benefit in spending time in the presence of Jesus. So when you're reading the Word of God, yes, that's one of the critical ways whereby you sit at the feet of Jesus and are listening and learning from Him. Now, uh, along with that, when you spend time with, in prayer, that too is another way whereby we can sit at the feet of Jesus and spend time with Him. So reading the Word of God and praying as well to the Lord, that's another way to Thus sit at the feet of Jesus and listen and learn. And keep in mind, time reading and meditating on the Word of God is very closely connected to prayer. In fact, time reading and meditating on Scripture is a form of prayer. It's a form of communing with God. So uh, don't have don't have any hesitation about understanding that prayer and time in the Word of God are vitally connected, very closely connected and work hand in hand and really can in many ways be uh, one might almost say one in the same activity. So it's important to spend time in the Word of God and in prayer to the Lord consistently. Every day is good. You know, on a pretty regular basis, I try to challenge and encourage believers to set a goal to reading at least three chapters in the Word of God. But, you know, as you and I grow up spiritually, our goal should increase It'd be wise to move to more chapters, four chapters or five chapters, and uh, I just I want I want to share this in the way of encouragement. Uh, but my goal on a daily basis is to read at least ten chapters or segments of scripture every single day, at least. And of course, again. That's nothing for anybody to brag about. The fact is, it's good to spend more time than that because you can't spend too much time in the presence of Jesus. You're blessed and life is richer and more blessed the more time you spend. And the fact is, the ball is in your court. You can spend as much time as you want. So when people say, well, I'm just so busy, I don't have time. Now, keep in mind, it's important that we stop fooling ourselves in life. Typically, we do what we want to do in the course of a day. We do what we choose to do. So if you want to spend a lot of time in the presence of Jesus, the ball is in your court. Father, thank you for the opportunity, the privilege, the honor it is for us to spend a lot of time with you every single day. What a, what a blessing it is for us to recognize that you've made a way for us to just spend as much time in your presence through your word as we choose to. Help us to recognize, Lord, that it's never ever wasted time. Help us to know that some of the most valuable time any of us, if not the most valuable time we'll spend every single day is the time we spend with you in your word. And help us to understand, Lord, that you'll spend as much time with us as we'll spend with you. What a privilege. What an honor. More and more open our eyes, open our understanding to see the fact that this needs to be a priority. That one of the most blessed and fruitful things we can do every day is open your word and spend time with you sitting at your feet, listening, learning, and growing. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now I want you to picture this for just a moment again. Now keep in mind, we'll be looking further at the passage, but note again the word distraction. Verse 40 says, But Martha was distracted by... The big dinner she was preparing. That's verse 40. I want you to picture this for a moment. If someone wants to say to you, well, what are you going to do on this this coming Saturday? What what, do you, what have you got plans to do? And one person might respond, well, I'm planning to go to the park and I'm taking my family. We're going to have a picnic and or we're going uh, jogging or we're going to the uh, zoo or any of a number of places. And you know, those things can be okay in their place. But say someone was to respond to you, I'm going to spend all day Saturday with Jesus. Now, number one, let me say this. For many people, that response would be unusual to them because they might think, well, uh, well, that's nice, but how do you spend time with Jesus? Well, when you spend time reading the Word of God, you're spending time sitting at the feet of Jesus. And you can spend, again, five minutes, you can spend 30 minutes. You can spend an hour. You can spend two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours. Now, some might think, well, well wait a minute. I mean, that's that sure is a lot of time. Well, you're going to spend it somehow. What better way to spend your time than spending time in the presence of Jesus? And I want you to keep this in mind. When you spend time in the presence of Jesus— Again, that's a wise way to live. Now, again, we're looking today at the topic of a lifestyle, a, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Why is it wise to live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus? In other words, spending a lot of time with Him in the Word and in prayer and in close fellowship relationship with Him. Well, again, as we mentioned earlier, every believer was actually called to live a, a merry, to, to kind of, to everybody was called to have a merry kind of heart in a Martha kind of world. Again, remember we live we live in a world full of what we can clearly call distractions. Things that would like to pull us away from God and focusing on God and thinking on God. The fact is the world is is a busy busy place. And note clearly, Martha again thought she was doing the correct thing, but remember this basically Jesus's words indicate he would have been glad if Martha came and sat right by Mary and the same thing Jesus wasn't worried about dinner. He could have cared less about dinner. He was glad that someone wanted to listen and learn. And now the disciples might have thought, yeah, Mary, get up and help your sister because we're hungry. That might have been what the disciples were thinking, but not the Lord Jesus. He clearly, notice clearly what he says again to Martha. In verse 41, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Again, the ball was in Mary's court, and she did exactly what she should have done. She sat down at the, at the feet of Jesus. And again, Martha would have been wise to do the same. Now, it doesn't mean we don't accomplish other important things in life. There are many legitimate things that we're, we all have to do in life. But one of the high priorities of our lives, if not the highest priority, is to be spending time in the presence of Jesus, listening to him, learning from him. Why is that important? Because, again, that's where the Lord prepares us for life, prepares us for the calling and the callings, plural, that are upon our lives, where we're we're spending time listening to the Lord. We're called to stay close, listen, and obey. You know, the Bible refers to David as being a man after God's own heart. David was a man who had a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus, seeking God in prayer and or in the Word. And remember, in the book of Psalms, David, King David wrote at least about half of all the 150 psalms found in the book of Psalms. How did David, the great king and servant of God, have time to do that, being a king? Well, one of the issues, one of the reasons is he spent much time at the feet of Jesus. That was his life and his lifestyle. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. There's great blessing and benefit in spending time in the presence of Jesus. I want you to think about Moses as well. Moses spent a lot of time in the direct presence of God Himself. Now, Moses went up on the mountain and spent time in the presence of God. How did that blessing benefit his life? Well, remember, Moses wrote 20% of the whole, around, he wrote about 20% of the whole Bible. How was he able to do that? He spent time in the presence of God, listening to him, learning from him. And God reached through Moses' life and did great things. And one of those great things was he gave us, the again, the first five books of the Bible, as well as the Ten Commandments. Again, Moses spent time in the presence of God. And as we spend time in the presence of God, we become much more fruitful and productive vessels that God can use to accomplish his work and his will in the world. How fruitful do you want to be? Spend more time in the presence of the Lord, sitting at his feet. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. We'll be right back. Mosaic. Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, A Lifestyle of Sitting at the Feet of Jesus, and we're focusing largely on the passage found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Again, and I once again want to challenge and encourage you, take time to read and meditate on this passage over and over and over again, because the Holy Spirit will speak to you, teach you, and empower you to walk in the wisdom found here. Again, we are all called to have a merry kind of heart in a Martha kind of world, a world where we're all so, so busy. But the high priority for every one of us is to seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to us. And one of the great ways whereby we do that is living a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. So, and again, my encouragement to you is if you're not already reading your Bible every day, today is a great day to start the habit of, I would say, pursuing reading at least three chapters in your Bible every single day. That's how you begin to live a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Our time in the Word and time in prayer both are important ways whereby we sit at the feet of Jesus. We're spending time in His presence, listening to Him, learning from Him, and growing as Well, how important it is that we make it a high priority to spend time with the Lord in his word and in prayer every single day. And again, remember, time in the word of God is a form of prayer. It's a form of communing with the Lord. So we spend time with him. And as I was uh, speaking up, Moses spent a lot of time with God up on the mountain uh, around the time when he gave the law to the Israelites. But remember, he spent Uh, 40 days and 40 nights up on the mountain with the Lord. What all did he do? Well, amongst other things, he spent time there. And apparently God downloaded uh, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Moses wasn't there when God created the world, but Moses wonderfully wrote the whole book of Genesis, telling the story of the creation and the fall and the flood and the scattering of nations and the story of Jacob and his sons, again, The Holy Spirit knew how very well to dictate word for word what Moses needed to write in the first five books of the Old Testament. Spending time in the presence of God is so productive because it makes us and helps us to become much more productive vessels through which the Spirit of God can work. And not only did God use Moses to do great things, but note this, Moses didn't die of sickness or disease. Having spent all the time he spent in the presence of God, It blessed his physical body as well. It blessed his health. Spending time with Jesus is good for you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, and in every way. Remember, the Spirit of God ministers to your entire being in a way that no one else or nothing else can. So spending time in the Word of God is super beneficial in so, so many ways. I want to share with you an article entitled... Jesus, Prayer, and Dr. George Washington Carver, and it relates to the same issue of spending time in the presence of God. Again, the title, Jesus, Prayer, and Dr. George Washington Carver. Mark 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Very much of what Jesus did in his life, believers can do also. Christ modeled beautifully the life Every believer can live in so many ways. One area of our life that Christ modeled was his prayer life. And if Jesus made it a high priority to pray daily, we too need to make daily prayer a high priority in our lives as well. Pray without ceasing. We should live our lives as a running conversation with God. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 Don't worry about anything, but by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians, again, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Always remember God can do everything we can do so much better. There's no such thing as praying too much. Psalm 119 verse 18 says, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. That's a good prayer to pray just before you spend time reading God's Word. Every husband and wife should try to pray together every day. And all parents should strive to pray daily with their children. Also, parents, teach and guide your children to pray every day for you and for their brothers and sisters and others. Dr. George Washington Carver was a great man of prayer. He was a well-known scientist who was born a slave. He, was, he has been credited with helping to save the agriculture of the South. He's a great example of a believer who listened to and communed with God as a life and a lifestyle. And he's a great example of a believer who followed and applied God's wisdom in his life. Dr. George Washington Carver would rise up early every day and sit before the Lord, who he called Mr. Creator. There with the Lord, Dr. Carver learned secrets that blessed the world. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. From the book, from the book entitled The Man Who Talks With the Flowers, written by Glenn Clark, Dr. George Washington Carver once stated, There's literally nothing that I ever wanted to do that I asked the blessed Creator to help me to do that I've not been able to accomplish it's all very simple. If one knows how to talk with the Creator, it is simply seeking the Lord and finding Him. All my life, I've risen regularly at 4 o'clock and have gone into the woods and talked with God. There He gives me my orders for the day. When people are still asleep, I hear God best and learn my plan. After my morning's talk with God, I go into my laboratory and begin to carry out his wishes for the day. Make it your goal to saturate your life and your family and the concerns of your life with prayer. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, the story of Hannah has many powerful life lessons about prayer and going to God in prayer with the desires of our hearts. The gift of prayer, that is the privilege to talk, that is the privilege to pray and talk with the heavenly Father is a precious gift from God. It's one of the most valuable gifts in all of life. Let's use the precious gift we have in prayer daily, wisely, and continually. The following is a a, a poem, uh, and we do not know who the author is, but a very touching poem about prayer, and specifically prayer by parents. It tells us these words. When you were young and it was cold outside, with a blanket I covered you with care. Now that you are older and the world is much colder, I now cover you with a blanket of prayer. And remember this truth. There's no such thing as praying too much. Again, the title of this article, again, is Jesus, Prayer, and Dr. George Washington Carve. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us. It's an article that we placed it on the AFA a stand Uh, But again, the title of the article is Jesus Prayer and Dr. George Washington Carver. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. So again, our encouragement to you is that make it your goal to live a lifestyle, again, in relation to what we're sharing. Again, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. So spending time, significant time in the Word of God every day is so beneficial there are many blessings that flow into your life as you spend that time. And remember, in so many ways, you have it so much better than Mary, because in Mary's day, of course, when Jesus came to visit her home, it was before his death, burial, and resurrection. But now that we're living in New Testament times in, uh, under the new covenant, after the Lord Jesus lived, died, and rose again from the dead, and after the Holy Spirit's been poured out, you and I have the privilege of, of spending as much time with Jesus as we choose to. When you open the Word of God and read and meditate, you're spending time with Jesus. You're sitting at His feet, listening to Him, learning from Him, and allowing Him to mold and shape you to become more and more like Him. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have of being able to live a lifestyle of sitting at your feet. Help us to grow tremendously, understanding of the need for us to do this, and help us to empower us to be wise enough to make it the lifestyle in our lives you'd have us, have us to do, and help us to be faithful in living this out every single day. We thank and praise you. in Jesus' name. We do pray, Amen. And allow me say, to say to every parent listening as well: Parents, were wise to help our children to do the same kind of thing. In other words, when your child is re, when you have the, your child to. Open the Bible and read three chapters out loud to you every day. And again, if you don't already have that as a family habit, I would encourage you to try to start it today. Because again, remember, it's important that you're opening the Word of God and having your child to read the Word as well, because they too are spending time in the presence of Jesus by doing just that. Hope that they hope that you'll be wise enough to help your child to do just that. And so if you start that habit of having them to read three chapters out loud to you every day, remember, your child, thus too, is you're helping them to begin the habit of sitting at the feet of Jesus as well. And remember, even if your child doesn't especially want to read, they still benefit tremendously because like it or not. Think of it this way. When the parents, when the mothers brought their children to Jesus for Jesus to touch them, Remember, it doesn't say if the children were glad that Jesus touched them, they probably were, but there might have been some that might have been fussing and might not have been so cooperative. But the child, but all the children that Jesus touched were still tremendously blessed because they were brought to Jesus to be blessed. When you have your child read the word of God out loud to you every day, when you have that goal of having them to read at least 3 chapters out loud to you, they will be blessed. Whether their attitude is quite what it should be or not when they're reading, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God will always work on them as they simply read the Word. Parents starting the habit of having them to read the Word out loud to you every day. That's a great habit to start with them today. Well, again, today we've been looking at the topic, a lifestyle of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Hope that you will make it your goal to begin that lifestyle habit today. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to make that important decision. Remember, the single most important decision in all of life is the decision of giving your life to Christ. If you want to make that step, would you, from your heart, pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. Again, my email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to share with you, forward email to you, some literature and some resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong and put down roots deep in your new relationship and walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please, please be sure and get in touch with us. Email us again, joseph at afr.net. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of the article we shared entitled Jesus Prayer and Dr. George Washington Carver, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.